Use your old brain and don't be a lemming. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Use your old brain or whole brain? Whole brain. Use your whole brain. You idiot. You idiot. Do you still have that Arnold, Arnold clip? Schwarzenegger? Michael? Writing for the Atlantic. There it is. Timing. Writing for the Atlantic. Stop Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start with me, Arnold. Do not start with, with me, you Austrian. I almost said Australian. <laughs> I can't call him an idiot. Throw a shrimp on the bobby, Arnold. <laughs> oh, don't go to Austria if you're hoping to see kangaroos. Be disappointed. <laughs> yes. Don't go to Perth if you hope to ski in the Alps either. Don't right. go to Sydney if you want to see Hitler's boyhood home. <laughs> oh, and I do. Writing for the Atlantic, Matthew Hudson said that myths endure when they have enough familiar elements to feel plausible, but also have two to three counterintuitive elements that make them memorable. Interesting. So, wow, it's got to be a very special combination of that could be true, but it's surprising enough to remember. Right. For generations, people have passed down urban legends, but with the rise of the Internet, it's become even easier and faster. So uh, they had a a Reddit thread... uh, about such enduring myths and had experts uh, comment on them. Comment on them. Here are some of our favorite answers. We only use 10% of our brains. I've been hearing that my whole life. Neurologist Barry Gordon told Scientific American, we use virtually every part of the brain and most of the brain is active almost all the time. I, did, I had no idea of that. There's a, there's a video debunking that fact at brainfacts.org, which I assume is you know reasonable. Lemmings follow each other to their deaths off of cliffs. I, I made reference to lemmings uh, doing that uh, to my wife I the other day. could swear that I've seen documentaries about this in videos. Wait. Am I, I wrong? Lemmings are a real thing, not just like, a, like a unicorn. Like a, oh, a, they're a, a real beast. A, a yeah. trope that is used for stories. Yeah, they're like, uh, they look like uh, fat weasels. No, kinda. they're not like, you know, unicorns and Eskimos. They Dragons. actually exist. <laughs> right, right. Well played. Um, Disney's uh, 1958 yes. nature documentary, White Wilderness, helped spread the myth. Okay, according, that's probably what I've seen. Yeah. The filmmakers made no more than a few dozen lemmings oh look God. like a much larger number. They threw lemmings off of cliffs. What? And just, they filmed it in such a way you didn't see the people hurling the little beasts off the cliff. See, this is back in the day in Barbaric. the 50s where so-called documentaries often were, were like productions. For instance, look at that. It's a cute little thing. They placed them on big turntables to create a frenzied migration effect and then herding them off a cliff and into the water. The filmmakers did that. They So they actually did hurl the beasts off a cliff. That's what it says. Oh my God. Now, this one blows my mind. It's not important. People will continue to use the, uh, the expression, and, it, and the expression is fine, but I didn't know that. Hang on a second. I'm doing a little typing here. Gonna ask the uh, ask the internet something. These things look like a pet that kids would have. Yeah, but if they if they all start running toward a cliff, they all jump off at the same time and to their deaths. It, it is depends a, on who the filmmaker is. White, <laughs> White Wilderness is a 1958 American Canadian nature documentary produced by Walt Disney Productions. It is noted for its propagation of the misconception of lemming suicide. So they don't do that at all. 
I don't know. Because what am I, the, Dr. Lemming over here? I just got the, what's in front of me. I thought it was the stock market crash. Uh, let's I'm see. I'm ruined, says the Lemming. In 1982, the CBC television news uh, magazine program in um, Canada, the fifth estate, broadcast a documentary about animal cruelty in Hollywood called Cruel Camera, focusing on white wilderness. Wow! Um, I, I don't think I've told my kids about Lemmings, but I would have if it had ever come up. Uh, and 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 told them a story that would have made them doubt me for the rest of their lives when they realized the truth. Mm. This is just like the supermoon, Dad. <laughs> yeah. How many stories are you going to tell us that turn out to be completely fake, Dad? Yeah. Let's see. Probably uh, lemming suicide. What? Uh, lemming is a small rodent usually found in or near the Arctic in tundra biomes. But are so they just really no different than any other small rodent in terms of their lifestyle? No reason we've heard of lemmings? Like, if we get a bunch of hamsters dizzy on a turntable, which I guess is what they did for this documentary, would they also just kind of dizzily fall off a cliff? That's wild. Uh, Let's see. Popular mass suicide misconception. Uh, It is not a deliberate mass suicide where the animals voluntarily chooses to die, but rather a result of their migratory behavior driven by strong biological urges. Some species of lemmings may migrate in large groups, when population density becomes too great, they can swim and may choose to cross a body of water in search of a new habitat. Oh, that right. That's That was the premise, right? If they get too overpopulated, they run in big groups and jump off a cliff to kill themselves. Right. But it's not true. They just head to the water, and sometimes the body of water happens to be uh, wider than they can swim across, and they die. So it's not uh, suicide at all. Huh. But was they, that, did, did they do have... go off cliffs, but it's intentional. Was that... Did that have anything to do with the concern back then that, uh, you know, population was what was, was, was going to doom the earth? I wonder. It was you know, we'd 1958. Learn from, let's learn something from Mother Nature. I think Disney, who put on this documentary, the, you know, the, they're, they're founders of the Mouse House. They saw this other adorable rodent and mm. put out some, uh, some exactly. negative press about it. Exactly. Said, no, mice. Let's That's do wh- some oppo research on lemmings before they overtake mice and chipmunks and other cute beasts. Exactly. How about Lenny the Lemming? We'll pitch him hard. <laughs> uh, they also, uh, that documentary, The White Wilderness, or White Wilderness, uh, footage of a polar bear cub falling down on an Arctic ice slope was really filmed in a Calgary film studio. <laughs> huh. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Uh, the whole bulls hate the color red. Doesn't everybody learn that that's not true when they're 10? My son just became aware of bullfighting yesterday, watching the um, kids' cartoon Ferdinand? Is that what the name okay. of it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bullfight? a bull. That's a cartoon bull. Um, anyway, he became aware of what bullfighting actually is, and he said, anybody who likes bullfighting is no friend of mine. There you I go. said, I agree. It's awful, go. and it's against the law in the United States, which he was happy to hear. Way to go, young man. But it's part of the culture of Mexico. What a weird thing that that ever was a thing. And it still is a thing in some parts of the world. So is dog fighting. But yeah. you can't bring up negative parts of a culture. But do- Just positive ones and act like it's better than America. Dog fighting is absolutely awful. But <clears throat> but the, 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 the cheering the human being who bests the beast you're stabbing with swords yeah. is weird. And, like, you get chicks and stuff for that. It's what? murder dancing. It's really weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, so bulls are, are partially colorblind. They don't give a damn what shape, what cape you're waving at them. It's just to get their attention. Do we know how they got started? The myth continues to be frequently spread through Bugs Bunny cartoons and movies huh. like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I believe Matador's, uh, it was red to kind of cover some of the blood. 
Oh, really? Was the original coloring. Yeah. I'm rooting mm-hmm. for the bull. I hope all, every matador that exists would be fine with me if they all got gored right in the eye socket. Some of them get, uh, a lot of them get, uh, like, uh, get your oil uh, sodomized by the horn. Good. Yeah. More the better. That's got to hurt. Uh, let's see. That one's kind of dull. I've never heard this one. Daddy long legs are lethally poisonous. Yes, but their teeth are not able to penetrate the skin. I the fangs are too small to bite yeah. humans. I had not heard that. Uh, daddy long legs, whether you're referring to uh, opulionis or falsidae, are not poisonous <laughs> to humans. Okay. There's no scientific basis, uh, no reason to think that's true. Cool, they I'll... do not have venom glands, fangs, or any other mechanism for chemically subduing their food. Well, Sounds I'll... like a daddy long leg wrote this. I'll continue to squash them with a piece of tissue, then. Daddy long leg apologist. <laughs> oh, they're innocent. Why Why do you kill? Oh, so the bull is worth saving, but you murder the daddy long legs. Correct. Hypocrite. <laughs> oh, I love this one. If you're a drug dealer, why don't you try this? Undercover police have to reveal themselves if you ask them. <laughs> Oh, really? That's hilarious. Some people believe that? Oh, yeah. That's a trope in a lot of cop shows or stuff. Something, yeah. yeah. Undercover person buying from somebody. Hey, if you're a cop, you have to tell me. Wouldn't word get around pretty good? It seems like the whole undercover cop thing would go away pretty quickly if that were true. Yeah, I think the word would word would get around. One of my favorite areas of law, and it's almost enough to get me to go and actually attend law school, is how far undercover officers can and should go when they're investigating prostitution. Because if a gal says, I'll give you a a, a BJ, I mean, that might just be an empty promise, right? So I got to make sure. I mean, uh, you have cocaine to sell me? You do? Show me. That's what happens in drug busts. To me, just because some gal says, I'll give you a BJ for $50, that doesn't mean uh, she has it. It's got to be administered for a crime to take place. And some cops figure, eh, let's let's get a little more proof. <laughs> let's get plenty of proof. And they let things go a bit far. Mm. It's considered unethical. Meh. Meh. Unless it's some streetwalker in a suburban neighborhood right near a, and she's like doing her business right in front of the elementary no. school. I mean, come on now. That'd be wrong. Uh, I just don't care. It is a terrible exploitive industry, no doubt. But eh. so you can't just ask the cop, "Are you a cop?" <laughs> I am a cop. Damn it, you got me. Foil yes. again. Hey, yeah. call, call it off. This thing's over. Sorry, sorry about pretending I wasn't a cop. I'd appreciate you not shooting me as I leave this like high level drug deal. Right. Yeah, that's the way the world works, folks. And uh, Marilyn Manson did not remove his ribs. I think it was some sort of. Because if they don't, then it's entrapment was the, the smooth brain thinking behind this, uh, how this <laughs> thing got started. Mm. The smooth brains. So <laughs> so what was the Marilyn Manson one you kind of threw in there as like an afterthought? What is that? He uh, got his ribs removed. I think I had to heard better that. do something or other. I think I'd heard that. He wanted yeah. to be more slender or something. And he, did, he didn't? For amorous purposes, this says. He was a popular musician a very long time ago that you've probably mostly heard of because they blamed the school shooting in Colorado on him briefly. Oh, yeah. 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 Back when we thought that was the reason. Actually, here's one more. Um, While it's true that the tip and edges of the tongue are particularly sensitive to tastes, individual taste qualities are not restricted to a single region of the tongue. Well, there's a whole bunch of memorization that was a waste of time when I was in fifth grade. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) 
We had to learn and draw a diagram of the, the sours. I still remember it. Sours on the sides. Yes. Sweets on the tip of the tongue. Bitters way on the back. We're salty. I don't remember. I will pull your goddamn tongue out by the roots. There's El- my uh, fifth grade science teacher. <laughs> Elvis knew. <laughs> you get this quiz right. So I'll tell you tongue out by the roots. But so what are you what are you saying? So every taste bud can taste taste bud can taste everything. There's no particular region that's particularly oriented to sweet or salty or savory or whatever. And you know why? Another one of those things. Even if it were true, why did I need to know that? Why did I need to memorize it and chart it? Is it an exercise in learning memorization? Or is it because I could possibly need that skill? And if I go into a line of work where I'm going to need that, I'm sure I can get up to speed. Well, I, I'm, I'm pro-anatomy, understanding how your body works. I think that's just, you know, like I've often said, if you own the machine, you ought to know how it runs. So I don't that's know. defensible. I don't know. I, I, I really think they got to completely remake schooling, figure out what are the important things you need to know, and spend all our time on that. And Jack's that anti-education. You'd have made a good Taliban. No, I'm pro-education that matters in your life. And there's a hell of a lot of it that I can't, you know, as a grown up, I'm looking at a grade school or learning stuff. And I think I can't come up with a way that that has any effect on you, which wouldn't be a bad thing unless there were other really good, important things that they leave out. Well, it's opportunity costs. Yeah. You right. only have so many hours in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you should just be hammering compound interest and 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 debt and she's all kinds of things. Sure. Sure. And to sleep with your mouth closed so spiders don't crawl in there because you eat seven spiders a year, you know. <laughs> Is that not true? No, it's not true. So it's more like six? Or it's more like a hundred. <laughs> Do you eat any spiders while you're asleep? Oh, yeah. Like four or five a night. No. What does it say? Uh, it just says the whole seven spiders a year thing is a myth. Okay. How do it's they like know? 40. Oh, well, according to Scientific American's Annie Sneed, who is apparently an arachnologist. Um, this is not true, not even close. The myth flies in the face of both spider and human biology, which makes it highly unlikely that a spider would ever up, end up in your mouth. Well, I have heard that it, at any given moment, you're within 10 feet of 100 spiders or something like that, because they're the most that sounds like prevalent f- animal on Earth. You like, know, insects is the... I think it's spiders. I'll look, I'll do some research well, on that Well, that's how these things get started. You just change it to insects, or somebody did when they told you, and then it'll go around the internet. And then you're off the cliff like a damn lemming. <laughs> I don't have a unfunny close today, so I'll just say, well, I guess that's it. There you go.